0: We're going to be reading two passages this morning, both out of Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, we'll start with Matthew Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. And then we'll jump to Matthew chapter 9. When you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show men that they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast... Put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it, it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting, but it will only be obvious to your Father, who is unseen. And you, Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Matthew chapter 9, 14-15 Then John's disciples came to him and asked, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered them, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, and then they will fast. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thank you. You may be seated. So I have my um, little packet thing up here that I'm going to pick a name from all you guys and you get to come down and pick what you're going to do after church. Right? (laughs) Now everybody's been like, "Um, are we cleaning today? Maybe it wouldn't have been a bad idea to stay home and watch, (laughs) watch on Facebook so I don't have to get involved with all this. But no, we're talking about, we're starting into a new series. It's called Tools of the Trade. We all have them. Doesn't matter what you do, you have tools that you need to do what you do, don't you? Maybe it's the computer and the mouse and the headphones and the thumb drive and that kind of stuff. Pretty much everybody uses a cell phone now for their work at some point in time. (laughs) Maybe it's doing sheetrock, which I'm doing stuff at home. So I'm learning all kinds of stuff. But you need tools to do it, right? Mixing concrete, cleaning. Chuck, I know you're watching. We got the good stuff. Or maybe it's just house cleaners. It's things that you do at your house. But you need the tools to do what you're called to do, right? Has anybody ever been in a position When they're like, I just don't have the right tool to get the job done. Yeah, that'll preach, right Chad? I don't have the right tool. Or you makeshift a tool to try to make it work. And it works, but it doesn't look like or it doesn't perform the way that it would have if you would have had the right tool. We've all been there. And we've all been in a position where you're using the tool and the tool's not working the way that it should. And what does that lead to? Oh, come on, I'm not the only one. Frustration, asking for forgiveness, right? It just piles on because it's like one slip of the wrench and that's all it takes. Right? Exactly. So we need the tools to do what it is that is required in our job. Another point of frustration that can happen too is toward our employers. Why don't they provide the right tools? Why don't, why don't they send me to training? Because I could really use some more training so that I could do my job better. So that I could better understand what it is I'm supposed to be doing. Why, why don't they help me in there? Yeah. Tools of the trade. Here's your sermon in a sentence. I love this one. A dull axe will make you stop chopping wood. A dull axe will make you stop chopping wood. Because if this isn't working for me, you got one of two choices. Either figure out how to get a new axe or stop. Now, let all of that move right into the spiritual. There are tools that God has given us, the big word for them is disciplines. There are disciplines. And we think about the things that, whether they're hobbies that we do, whether it's our job in life. But you want to do, for the most part, or you should, want to do the best you can at it. And we know that having that attitude, the better tools that you have, then the better that you can do your job. The better training you have, the better resources you have, the better you can become at doing what you do you become disciplined in that area so spiritual tools are called disciplines and there's a lot of them and there's a lot of them today this is just an introduction into getting into what are these tools why are they important and how can they impact my life next week we are going to dive deep into fasting. It's not exactly what you may think, so you don't have to have like a breakfast big enough next week that's going to last you through the entire week. You don't have to worry about that. But we're going to get into fasting, and we're going to spend some time on that and, and learning about that. But today we're just talking about some of the tools, tools of the trade. My favorite... Guess what my favorite one is up here? The plunger. It is. It is. And you know, you, I mean, I'm going to tell you a little side note. You want to know why? It's because years ago, not that many years ago, when Anna and Emma and John were, were really, really little, we came up to visit. <laughs> and we went to the hardware store with my dad. My dad is famous. He, he was just famous for getting the most... <laughs> Off the wall things for people, and he bought them all plungers for toys. <laughs> he loved it. They ran around the farm having plunger fights. He thought it was the best. Of course, they were all clean, and they came right from <laughs> they came right from the the hardware store. But anyway, <clears throat> tools of the trade, disciplines. They are tools. They are exercises. They they are things that that take us from where we are into the next. They take us into the the deeper relationship with God. They take us into the, you know what? I need to learn this and this and this. I'm not understanding what God is saying, whether it's in His Word or what He's sharing with me or how He's communicating to me into my next season of life. That's not really clear, so I don't know what to do. That's your tools. That's what we're going to talk about. and We're going to get deeply into those things. If these things, these disciplines and these tools, we've talked often about becoming and doing what God has made you and created you to do. That's what these tools are for. Just like going to training at work helps you be a better ex, whatever it is. That's what this training is. We take the time to learn things. Can I tell you how many YouTube videos I've watched on doing sheetrock? Too many. Too many to the point where it looks like, I don't know if I can handle this. I probably ought to watch a few more videos. <laughs> and I'm bit too busy watching videos and not putting sheetrock and, and mud and tape on the walls. But we get to that point where there's something I want to learn because I want to be better Person, better at what I do, I want to learn a new hobby, I want to do this, I want to do that. We take the time to do that. What we don't realize is that these disciplines and these tools that God's talking to us about are foundational to everything. Everything. To who you are, to what you're doing, Because a lot of the things that we get into and the tools that we need are to help us do, correct? These tools help you be. Be the person that you're supposed to be. Have the reactions that you should have. Change the inner DNA of who you are so that when you do the other things, then you are the person that God has created you to be so that you can go do for Him. That's what these are. That's why they're important. Can you make it through life without them? Yes. You can. If you want to make it. We don't. Deep down inside, none of us just want to survive. We don't want to just get past this by the skin of our teeth. We want to do and we want to be and we want to be good at it. But you can make it in life. You can. But you can't forget that in all of this, you are the object of His love. You are the object of his love. That's a powerful statement for many of us. Because we have to look at ourselves and go, man, really? Me? And we have to face that. And there's points that we don't want to accept that because that's a lot to take in. But God has given everything for you. Everything. And he's given you tools to be who you're created to be What do these tools provide? And that's a little bit what I talked about earlier that they take it from going from using a homemade wrench or that tool that is just going to make it work, just clean it enough to, man that's exactly what I need. Not only does that wrench work well, but it fits great in my hand. Not only does that computer have what I need, but it's got more than what I need because I can take it and where I'm going and it can do so many more things because it's prepared for me when I get there and I can take on that type of knowledge and to be able to use it. It's not just a makeshift. Where we need to go is in our own minds is to make a decision that I'm going to do these things. And that's where it all comes down to. I'm going to do these things. And a lot of times people look at, I I used to look at pastors and go, "Oh man, that's your job. All those tools? Oh, knock yourself out. That's your job because you know what? You're the one that needs to be close to the Lord so that you can help me. And at points, while God anoints people or he gives people to step into those roles, this is a call for all of us. That's why we read this passage about the disciples. We are Christ's disciples. And these are some gifts, tools, expectations that God gives us to say, look, this is going to empower you to live the life that I've called you to live. This is what you need. So here are some of the tools. You could prob- we could probably go around the room and you could name several of them. Reading your, reading your Bible. Prayer. Prayer is not... Let me just put it this way. Prayer is a conversation that you have with God. It's a conversation. It's just like you have a difficult day and you know who you're going to text or call on the way home because... You guys share some of the same frustrations. You say, share some of the same irritations. Or that person you know can build you up and encourage you. Or walk alongside you. All of those things. God should be on your speed dial. It's that, that's the conversation. That's prayer. So you have Bible reading. Um, prayer. Worship. 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 Do you feel yourself shift when you start worshiping the Lord? That's music, that's reading, that's listening, that's all kinds of different things. Giving thanks, all of that. Do you feel yourself shift when that happens? That's discipline. That's time with Him. That's allowing Him to enter into your world. But you have worship. And then you have journaling and you have fasting, and you have serving was another one. So I love it when Ms. Pat brought that up this morning about serving other people. Serving is part of that because there is such joy that comes up out of you in serving one another. And many of you talked about how the church family comes together when there's difficulty or grief. That's serving. You know what? God's in all of that. And we feel that when that happens. But there's also accountability. accountability. That's a discipline. That is connecting. That is sharing your difficulties. That is being honest. That is being humble. That is listening to wisdom. And fasting is another one. And we're going to talk about all of those. Well, you know what, Pastor Ian, that's a pretty long list. Am I supposed to be doing all that? That's like a full-time job. yeah it is but not really because it's it's like when you start into something that you may not like that much or you're starting into this new hobby there's a desire to want to do it and then there's that really fun honeymoon period right at the beginning when everything's great and look at what I did. And look what I can I learn. And then all of a sudden, you know it's this is going to the next level because you've got all the elementary stuff learned. And you make a decision. Am I going to go to the next level on this or am I going to stay right here? These disciplines are no different. Especially when it comes to fasting. All right, well, I got through lunch. Man, I can't wait. I'm having a steak for dinner tonight. You mean next week I'm going to go lunch and dinner in the same day? And we look at these things and go, man, am, am I really going to step into this? And that's where the commitment comes in. And it's really at that point a, a practice of faith to go, I know and I've been told that this will help me. Maybe it's reading your Bible every Saturday morning. Not every day. Just start every Saturday morning. And I'm going to make a commitment to read it every Saturday morning. And then as you do that, you begin to see how that impacts your life. That means you're walking out your faith. You haven't seen how that's going to impact your life, but you trust that it's going to. You've been promised that it will. But it hasn't been seen, but you do it anyway. That's walking out your faith. One of the very first steps that we can take is walking out your faith and learning that. And these disciplines do that. So, with all that long list, where do I get started? Just like I would said, commit. I'm not even saying pick one yet before you even enter that world decide you're going to be committed. I'm going to do this. Start right there. Second, ask God where do I start from that long list that Pastor Ian rattled off? Now I can sit here and tell you start reading your Bible. There's a word, jar. Phil and I talked about it since almost day one when he and I first met. John, Acts, Romans, and they're right in order. Jar. Boom, boom, boom. If that's where God tells you to start just by reading your Bible, which you haven't been doing, jar. And then after that, read the other gospels. You know why? Because then you get to know the Jesus that died for you. Very simple. But is that where God wants you to start? But that's my point. Ask him. Where do I start with all this? So you're committed, you're asking the Lord. And third, do it. Follow through. Well, let's use the Saturday morning example. Someone read my Bible every Saturday morning. 15 minutes. 10. It doesn't matter to me. Whatever it is, the point is is to start doing and be committed to what you understand God has communicated to you. But start doing it. And just follow through. Be committed to it. Asking God for help. Well man, I missed Saturday morning. I slept right through. Okay, one, don't condemn yourself. And don't let the enemy condemn you. Pick up your Bible and read your 15 minutes and move on. Ask others. Ask others to help you. starts your accountability. Have people walk alongside you. Understand you're building your faith. And, not, and a lot of times too we get into things like this people will say man you got to read this book. There's, this, there's a great book on this you need to read this book. And where I have been one to share some books to read. I have found in my own life And the benefit in my own life is to start right where I just told you to start. Between you and the Lord. This isn't about how somebody else sees it. This isn't about the ten steps on, on a better way to fast or a better way to learn spiritual disciplines. This is about your relationship with God. Your relationship with God. And while I share things about my life they're just suggestions. They are not the commandments. They are suggestions to, for you to go, you know what, you know, Pastor Ian shared this and this and this. God, what do you think about this for me? Me. That's one of the things that Phil prayed in thanksgiving of how unique we are, yet working together, but yet we're unique. And you know what? Your relationship with God and your journey with God is not going to look like mine. And a lot of you may go praise God. And I look at your lives and I go, I don't want yours. Because God is so unique. He has fashioned your days. Yours. And your time with Him. And it's unique. And it's beautiful. And it is fulfilling. That's what what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 10. when, When He's talking to His disciples and there's this battle that's going on between what is the enemy and who is the enemy. And Jesus says the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy has come to steal blank from your life. Joy is a big one. Peace is another one, is it not? You ever just feel like, man, where'd my peace go? (laughs) Maybe there's people looking around going, man, where did his peace go? Because he really needs it about right now. But that's the enemy, and he comes in and he steals those things, and he takes those things. But to steal, to kill, to kill what? Your vision, your dream, your purpose, your hope. And to destroy. To make it to where relationships can never be recovered. That's what the enemy's doing. But in that same verse, Jesus goes on and he says, But I have come to give you life and life to the full, or life abundantly. And these things of what we're talking about here, these tools and exercising and using these tools lead you into an abundant, fulfilled life in relationship with God so that who you are and what you do is just as fulfilling. That's where these things will take you. if you choose. It's your choice. And as our days move on, our choices will be getting weightier and weightier. Because time is growing short, church. So your decisions and your choices will carry more weight than they ever have. It will build your faith. And we need that. We all need that. The people that are around us need to see our faith. Because they need Jesus just as much as we do. But we are moving into tools of the trade. Tools of the trade. And I hope this is just a visual reminder to go, yeah. Or when you're out working and you're out doing what God's called you to do this week and, and you're picking up something that's like, yeah, well, I need this. Well, you know what? Just when you grab something that you need physically, there are things that you need spiritually, and we're gonna be learning about those. But we're gonna start with fasting next week. You ready? This week, here's here's the 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 here's your job this week decide decide do you want this and it's not living my life it is will you accept what it is that God has for you not knowing what it is but will you accept it and embrace it and make the decision and commitment to do it. Yeah, that's weighty. But it's good. Because God is not to destroy us and he does not want to tear us apart. But he wants to show us how much he loves us. How much he trusts us. And how much that he's going to use us. But he wants to take care of you and he wants to take care of what you're dealing with at home. And I don't know who that's for, but there are some things at home that God sees and knows, and He is there for you. and it may not look like the path that you thought, but it is good, but it is good. Let's pray. Father Lord, God, we love you, we worship you. We praise you. God, we thank you. And God, we wait for you. We wait for you to communicate with us to show us what it is that you would have us to do. And Father, I pray that, that each one of us here as, as we walked through these different disciplines, these different tools of, of Bible reading and, and memorization and learning, of prayer and fasting and journaling and worship, all the other things, God of quietness and, and solitude. Father, I just pray if if you have pressed in on someone's heart, that, Father, they would recognize it's you and that they would follow it and they would just go with it, even in a blind faith, that they'll just trust that it was you and that they're going to go with it. And, Father, through that, I just pray that you just continue to be the encouragement and the support And the strength that's needed to follow the path that you're laying out before us. God, you're amazing. And God, I ask that you help us understand how much you love us. Father, may we take those things in our worlds that are taking up too much time, that are distracting us, that are putting us on a course that we probably shouldn't be on. God, I ask that you just give us the strength to allow those things to be removed, to step away from those things and step into this new what you have for us. God, I thank you for being with us. I thank you for loving us dearly. In Jesus' name, amen.